Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? <laughs> yes, me and you. You know, I um, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, do a group, I uh, run a group at the uh, Orca Senior Center here on the island, and um, one of the things that became really clear for those people who are in the group, but also people out of the group, is that there is this sense of secrecy that I that I or the people who I spoke with uh, didn't feel safe to discuss what they were ex- actually experiencing in their aging process. So there's a secretness in a sense of if, if I tell people, this is what I've heard from a number of people, if I tell people what's actually occurring for me, what it's like inside me as I'm aging, people will think I'm weird or crazy or sick or actually aging. And um, they won't want to hang around with me. So I'm going to pretend as if I'm not aging and I'm not having issues. I'm not having emotional um, concerns about who I am in this aging process. And so we, we in some ways uh, deny, <laughs> we try to deny, we absolutely suppress um, uh, how we're, we're experiencing this experience of aging. And in doing so, quite often, those emotional um, repressions become a dis-ease. We feel anxious. We feel disconnected from other people because we can't share who we really are. Um, We become isolated. We might end up beginning to take medications for our, our emotional symptoms, which then influence our physical symptoms because we know that almost all medical um, supplements do have a side effect. So that's huge. That's huge. And that's because we can't talk about what it's really like to age. You know, we could talk about the, you know, staying home or uh, health benefits to walking. And we can talk about lots of um, things that are related to aging. But to talk about the true experience of aging, that's, that's a different kettle of fish, if you will. And we don't go there. We don't go there for, you know, in any part of our life, basically, unless it becomes a symptom like women who have babies, and they're having a challenge with their emotions around this change, whether it's hormonal or just because their, their identity is changing and becoming something else. We're not allowed to talk about the truth of that experience or people working in corporations or have a job or what it's like when we retire, we're supposed to be happy about those things. And we're supposed to be grateful. And and it's great, you have to feel great about what you're doing when maybe you don't, maybe it's scary, maybe you're uncomfortable, maybe you don't like what's happening. If we don't talk about it, something happens, and we feel disconnected. And when we feel disconnected, we start to feel um, restless, irritable, discontent, which for in the blue book, if you know about AA or um, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of the 12-step programs, we know it's, <laughs> it says restless, irritable, discontent is the source of all our addictions. So if I don't want to feel restless, I'm going to go do something like play a game or solitaire, which is a lot of what some people do who are aging. They sit and watch and play solitaire for hours to give them something to do. And it gets them away, distracts them from their restless, irritable discontent, which 99% of the time is caused by an unwillingness to connect with who we are inside this experience of humanness and this experience of of aging. There's a a woman in, uh, her name is Dr. Kelly Turner, And she did a lot of research. She was a social worker, I believe. And her clients who were experiencing um, 
cancer and going through the process, uh, she realized that there were people who were actually having uh, what she called radical remissions. So people with cancer who were actually got better when they weren't supposed to get better, the people in stage four, stage three, they weren't supposed to get better and not get better quickly. And uh, she looked at the medical situation and most doctors were ignoring what these people were experiencing. Like, yeah, that's great. You had a, a remission, but it's, you know, like, don't talk about it because it's, you know, give people false hope. Anyway, she did a lot of research and found thousands of people all over the world that had radical remissions from their cancer. And, um, you know, where most of us are looking for that magic bullet, we're looking for that magic pill to take away the ills of our society or the ills of our personal experience. Um, she was able to look at, well, what <laughs> what contributes to that miraculous experience of of, of, of remission or complete, you know, that the, the, the cancer completely went away. And though there were uh, quite a few, like 75 factors, or there may have been more, but what she found was everyone who had a radical re remission did nine key things, nine key things, and only two of them were related to diet or supplements. The rest were related to something else. So I'm going to share those with you here. So number one, taking control of their health. In a sense, we generally dis we, we disempower ourselves. We're disempowered already by the, the symptoms of aging or cancer or whatever disease we're dealing with. We feel disempowered and victimized by that. And we feel um, disempowered when, when doctors or practitioners make choices for us, and we're not included in that. So taking back control of our power and, and is, a, is a huge piece of feeling empowered that we can actually be at choice about what happens uh, to ourselves in these symptoms, the symptoms of aging, the symptoms of our disease. Number two is uh, follow your intuition. Like begin to cultivate a relationship with your intuition as opposed to so many of us, especially as we're getting older and we're, we're turning our power over to our doctors, we give up our intuition. We give up that relationship with that inner guru self. Three is using supplements and herbs is that people, it's like they shifted their relationship with what they're doing in terms of what their supplements are, what their medications are, uh, what they're doing in that relationship. Um, releasing suppressed emotions. This is so important because as that energy, it's energy in motion is what an emotion is. And when we uh, don't deal with or recognize or acknowledge the emotion that we're feeling, the energy gets stuck and it gets stuck. And this is scientifically proven. We know this, that it gets stuck in certain places and areas of our body. And then we get dis-ease. We get the accumulation of negative energy there and it turns into stuff we don't want, whether it's cancer or diabetes, um, dementia, whatever it is. Um, so in uh, releasing suppressed emotion, experiencing and allowing ourselves to acknowledge the powerlessness that we feel, and the hopelessness <laughs> that we're gonna not age. Like we, we all hope, I look in the mirror every day and I go, gosh, I hope that I'm not gonna get more, more wrinkles. And guess what? That's just ridiculous because I'm gonna get more more uh, wrinkles and other saggy things. And uh, so to experience the truth of that powerlessness about that, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. 
The next one is increasing positive emotions. So uh, as you've heard me say in the past, you know, 70% of our thoughts are negative in nature. And that negativity, again, starts to reside in different parts of our bodies and we start to feel more aches and pains and those kinds of things. So when we can shift and create more positivity, uh, we'll, that shifts our, our orientation in the world. So we, we shift it to positive emotions and positive thoughts. It actually is um, a positive outcome. There, uh, when we talk about placebo effects, uh, it's like um, when we think negative thoughts, it creates negativity in our system and we get disease. When we think positive thoughts, we think of that as a placebo, but that's, it's the same thing in the sense we can create health and well-being with positivity. It doesn't have to be negative all the time. And so it's, it's just a, a, a big part of what was key, a key factor for people to, um, to get well. Uh, uh, radically changing their diet. So they did change their diets. Each person who really got well or that she researched, these thousands of people, each of them uh, radically changed their diet. <clears throat> so that's a part of what we can look at as, as a, an, um, an, a form of what can contribute to health and well-being through our aging process. Uh, embracing social support. Uh, I know a lot of people who are aging and that the, their pride keeps them from accepting social support. And, um, and so that isolation creates depression and uh, depletion of energy and, um, and, and the decline much more, much earlier than it's necessary. Deepening spiritual connection is really, really important. You know, being able to feel, again, the, the emotions of repressed emotions, uh, quite often it's a sense of powerlessness. And when we can develop a relationship with a spiritual something beyond ourselves, we can turn our will over. This is the 12-step program of, you know, feeling the, acknowledging our negative emotions, uh, deciding that there's a, a higher power, and then turning our stuff over to a higher power, stuff that we don't have control over. This is an extremely empowering process. That's why millions of people who have done 12-step programs actually um, sustain, uh, sustain and continue to uh, recover from their addictions. And the, the last one that Kelly uh, mentions is having strong reasons for living. And that's a really, really, really important thing, especially when you're in your 70s or 80s or 90s. What's the will? What's, what is it worth living for? What is that? So my point in this is for you to begin to look inside you and be curious about, okay, so what am I willing to do to have a great uh, life uh, in through this, throughout this aging process? How willing am I to listen to my inner guru person, my wise self, my intelligence of myself, as opposed to the beliefs that we're going to get sick and we're going to die or that if you have cancer, you've got to do con conventional um, medical results and, and that, that that's hopeless. All of those things that are sort of part of our paradigm currently, our consensus reality, we can shift that. And what is it you're willing to consider as a possibility that could help you have a greater life, have a more fun life? I read today, um, what did I read today? Um, it said, oh my God, have a great day unless you've made other plans. And it's like, that's perfect. It's like, we can have a great life unless we make other plans. 
So I'm leaving you with that today. Uh, Be curious about who you be in there and how you be with this whole unfolding of aging or this, uh, this element, this relationship we have with our bodies and our emotions and our thoughts and our spiritual self. All right, I'll be with you again soon. Big hugs, blessings, and bye for now. Mm -hmm.